Impact of Influence, the tragic story of a powerful South Carolina family and the mysterious deaths that they are linked to. Hello, everybody. Thanks again for the support. We really, really appreciate it. I am Matt Harris. Seton Tucker's here, of course, and we are ready to take on the latest in the Murdoch mystery. Where would you like to begin today, Seton? I think we need to talk about the People Magazine article that came out just yesterday. They titled it, Behind the Black Ties and Fancy Dresses Were People Miserable. So that Mm. was obviously a salacious headline, so people really wanted to know more about it. So I ran out and purchased my People Magazine because I was like, I need to know. To me, the highlights in there was uh, she met with a divorce lawyer who advised her to take a look at the family finances. And a source had told us that she was indeed digging into the family finances. And there have been rumblings about problems in the marriage that we had heard, but, you know, we'd also heard that they had a very solid marriage. So, so we'd we heard didn't both, dig into it. both sides. So we didn't dig in because we didn't want to... Well, we didn't want to report it. We did. We tried to talk to people. We didn't feel it was confirmed as much as People Magazine must feel it is. Right. right. But so in, the, in their article, they said that Maggie used to stop by the firm all the time, but then she kind of quit doing it. They cite a Christmas party in 2020 when they didn't talk at all, and... She, uh, he just threw some peanuts at her, and they, they described it. The situation was definitely off between them. Okay. Well, I've been married a long time, and I've had those moments too. Yeah. No peanuts involved. <laughs> no, but, uh, it, my husband's not throwing peanuts at me, but well, we've, we've had, some had, we've had some times that I would have liked to have thrown peanuts at him. I'll let him know that. And this just in the most recent allegations by People Magazine. This comes from a spokesperson for Alec Murdoch. The statement is. The most recent allegations by People Magazine regarding the state of Maggie and Alec Murdoch's marriage are totally inconsistent with what we have been told by friends and family members. Amanda Loveday is the name of the spokesperson. She continues, We have reviewed many years of text messages on Alec's phone, and the conversations between Alec and Maggie portray a very loving relationship. It is our hope that the media will continue to focus on covering the investigation of the person or people responsible for the murder of Maggie and Paul and not reporting salacious stories when no credible sources connected to the Murdoch family. That ends the statement released by a Murdoch family spokesperson. Also, there's an ending coming to the reward. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we should date it. Yes, yeah, September 30th is the last day for the reward, which... I found odd. I think a lot of other people have found odd. And we don't really, if, if someone has some clarification on why, or maybe they're going to extend the extend reward. So we'll, that's to be determined. But, you know, it's it's kind of interesting that today is the is the day. Two kind of court things that goes a little bit into the weeds, but I find both interesting. One is the South Carolina Supreme Court assigned outside judge to oversee Alec Murdoch's criminal cases. So this person, whose name is Clifton Newman, he will be the judge, the circuit judge that will be taking over all things Alex Murdoch. Uh, There are now at least six ongoing investigations, and there's a lot of questions about which judges we're going to deal with it because, of course, the Murdochs have been in legal power for a long time, so they're connected to almost every judge that would be in that district. So Newman is going to be handling all pending and future criminal investigations concerning the deaths 
of Margaret Kennedy, Brandsetter Murdoch, Maggie, Paul Murdoch, Gloria Satterfield, the housekeeper nanny, and Stephen Smith, who was found uh, dead in the road, ruled a hit and run. This judge will be involved in all of those things, including any criminal charges which may be brought by law enforcement or the prosecutor assigned those matters. Anything to do with that. That means uh, arrest warrants, search warrants, subpoenas, uh, motions or orders before trial necessary in the investigation or prosecution. He's an at-large judge, not assigned to a specific judicial circuit. So it's all going to be on Judge Newman, who basically a case manager. They also said it will speed things up, having one point person as opposed to having all these different judges on different things. Uh, Judge Carmen Mullen, who is assigned to the 14th Circuit, would have been overseeing the case. Now, remember, if you know that name, remember, that was the signature, may or may not have been the signature. the scrawling. The scrawling on the check of the money that was supposed to go to Satterfield's kids. Might not even been her signature. It was really scrawled and, and scribbly. So that is the one legal thing that went down. Also, there is ongoing, of course, that was criminal. Now we're going into civil and the civil lawsuit from Mallory Beach's mother, Renee Beach, gets a little crazy here to, to understand. So the state senator... Merle Smith, state rep, is representing Parker's Convenience Store, which is being sued by Mallory Beach's mother in wrongful death suit. So this guy is going in front of a judge whose name is Daniel Hall, and his six-year term expires next year. Now, if he runs for re-election, he goes up in front of this state rep attorney, Smith, who's on the panel that decides whether or not he can be a judge. So that's a it's, complex, and I guess it always happens in uh, South Carolina. But it's weird, right? Uh, the the judge says it's one hundred ninety six thousand some a year post. So he's representing Parker's. He's going in front of the guy who kind of helps decide whether he can have the job. So I also want to bring this up, which is I found interesting. It's kind of buried in the story. Uh, they went up in front of Judge Hall and Smith representing. The liquor store spoke for some twenty minutes, arguing. You're talking about for, Parker's. You're talking Parker's, not, not yes. the liquor store, the convenience store. Convenience store. I'm sorry, Parker's convenience store, uh, arguing for the need to transfer the court proceedings to Beaufort County because right now it's in Hampton County. Uh, Beach's mother lives in Hampton County. Alec and Buster live in Hampton County. The lawsuit alleges that an employee at the Parker convenience store negligently sold alcohol to a minor, and that illegal sale resulted in Beach's death. And in the arguments, Smith said that most of the potential witnesses were 60 witnesses, 60, more than 60, in the case live in or near Beaufort County, and that'll make it easier for them to get to court, and Beaufort County's courthouse is safer for COVID-19 than the Hampton County courthouse. There's definitely a lot of legal juggling going on, because I've seen this back and forth, like yes. how, you know, the Beach family really wants us to stay in Hampton, mm -hmm. and... The Murdochs and Parkers really want to move to Buford, and I wonder if it's something to do with, you know, jury awards in Hampton versus jury awards I in Buford. Know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that question, but I have seen so much of that legal wrangling right. going on. And Beach's attorney Mark Tinsley countered that many witnesses cited by Smith aren't essential to the trial. As for COVID nineteen, he's like. Hampton County Courthouse is safe. What are you talking about, dude? This is great. And Tinsley also made motions, which I think this is the very end of the of the article. 
he wants, he made a motion to get more info on Alex financial status and whether he'd transfer any power of attorney authority to Buster. Oh, that yeah. could be interesting. If you go back to the hearing that happened, was supposed to happen a couple of days in this beach civil litigation, was supposed to happen a few days after Maggie and Paul mm-hmm. were found murdered. They were also requesting financial records. So they're at it again. Right. And also this, Tinsley wants this, uh, deposition, formal questioning under oath of Buster, which I don't think has happened. No, I mean, Buster, I we, we get so many questions. I get... That's probably the second most questions I get is what, where is Buster? What's going on with Buster? And, you know, there was one sighting of him at Edisto mm-hmm. that the Daily Mail got a picture, but we haven't heard anything else about where he might be at this time. Exactly. Definitely laying low. Take a little break and uh, get you ready for some traveling you've got coming up, some international trip where you want to be able to at least get around, right? So you want to learn the language of the country that you're going to. You want to experience it with a little bit of knowledge going in. And you can get a lot of bit of knowledge when you use Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop. It can also be used as an app on your phone or tablet. And Rosetta Stone teaches through immersion. It's instead of memorizing and drilling vocabulary words, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals. You read stories, you participate in dialogues, so you are ready to go. It's the most trusted, time-tested app out there. They've been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Buy Rosetta Stone now, and you never have to pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Impact of Influence listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 40% off. That's 40% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 40% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. And one more thing in the news that we should talk about is that Eddie Smith's attorney has spoken. Eddie Smith, tell him who that is, Seton. So Eddie Smith was the person implicated and accused of shooting Alec in the head during this uh, murder-suicide plot. Yes, to get the insurance money. Well, his lawyer has spoken, and he's saying that Murdoch is making his client out to be the fall guy. Curtis Edward Smith, they call him Eddie, plans to plead not guilty to charges brought by South Carolina Law Enforcement Division in that September 4th shooting. Sled accused Smith of conspiring with Murdoch to get that $10 million and shoot him in the head. Smith's attorney said that's not what occurred. According to Eddie, Smith never knew about any alleged scheme. The basis for Sled's charges is apparently what Murdoch told police. And the quote from Bouchette, who is Eddie Smith's attorney, says, it appears to be based primarily upon Mr. Murdoch's testimony because the whole alleged scheme, as best as I can tell, came to the attention of Sled through Mr. Murdoch. Uh, Dick Carputlian Murdoch's lawyer has no response to that. And Tommy Crosby, spokesperson for SLED, South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, said it would be inappropriate to speak about the case while it's ongoing. So he's saying that no way, no how, that happened. He said, he goes on to say that Murdoch calls Smith, says, Eddie, bring your truck here. So Eddie's like, "Ah, I guess I'm going to do some sort of fixing something. And his attorney goes on to say that Eddie did do odd jobs for Murdoch. They had a friendship over the years. And so he gets the call. So he meets Murdoch on the 
Rural Road, and according to Sled's affidavits, the two men met for the purpose of Mr. Smith assisting Mr. Murdoch to commit suicide, and his attorney saying, no way, uh, he was not aware of any insurance fraud scheme, there was no uh, awareness on his end to shoot Murdoch when they met. He said when Eddie arrived, this is Eddie's attorney, when Eddie arrived, that Murdoch was, quote, suicidal. The attorney says, quote, I don't think there's any dispute from the co-defendant, Murdoch, or his attorneys that during this time period, Murdoch was going through either withdrawals or was in a serious opioid episode. So he goes on to confirm what Smith had said in the New York Post interview earlier. The gun did go off, but it was while Eddie was trying to wrestle the gun away from Murdoch. That would seem to make sense, his attorney says. Smith got scared. He got out of there and disposed of the gun. That is... The first time we've heard his attorney speak. There was a little thing where he spoke to the Post, New York Post. Right. But this is actually Eddie's attorney speaking there. So we get lots of emails and Facebook messages. And our Facebook is Murdoch Podcast. Also, we have a website, MurdochPodcast.com. Matt Harris Podcast at gmail.com. Seton Tucker on Facebook page. We're getting to them. We get a lot. So we try to get them as quickly as we can. Even the ones where you hate on us. We take all your advice and thoughts and, and just try to get better. So let's go through some questions that people have had and see if we have answers. Right. Well, this one we don't have answers for, but probably the number one question I get is people want to know more about Maggie. So we'd love to talk to some of her friends if they want to, or but or if even if they don't want to talk to us, talk to somebody and just kind of give a picture of who she was because people are really feel tied to that. We have someone who reached out to me who pointed out in 2019 when the Satterfield settlement was not filed. Um, there wasn't e-filing. So he kind of goes into it a little bit more, and I, I need to research and want to talk to somebody who's kind of an expert because it, it was hard for me to understand, but I think that that could tie into why the Satterfield settlement wasn't filed. Like easier to fly under the radar when there's not electronics? I, I, I think, I but okay. I, I need to, I we'll want to look, into that. I want to look, dig into that more. The big question we have often, I get is I got this one from Andrea and others, is where's Buster? And, and she also says she wants to know what the grandfather passed away from. Buster, there was a thing in, believe it or not, the, the UK Daily Mirror or something showing Daily that he Mail. Was, Daily, Daily Mail. Mail, yes, that he was in Edisto at their beach house. But that was a couple of weeks that ago. That was a couple of weeks ago. So whether and whether he decided to go somewhere else because people then knew where he was. Yeah, and grandfather had cancer, I believe, right? Right. I know he was def- it was he died of natural causes, and yeah. I, be- I believe that to be cancer. But- okay. Uh, somebody, let's see, Lauren is listening in LA. Love the podcast. Love your unscripted vibe. Eh, some do, some don't. <laughs> the only thing I wanted to mention is that you have listeners from all over the country. So please don't assume we know some of the local references. One that comes to mind is sled and another one is Island packet. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to work on maybe getting some of those terms up on our Facebook page so that people can kind of have a cheat sheet and know, you know, those terms. Let's see. I got one from Brad. Why is Eddie or any Allen, to my knowledge, broach the subject of the quid for Eddie's pro quo, carrot stick, or both. I mean, I love a lot of people, but if any of the exception of those that were really dying, I, I wouldn't shoot him. Uh, did Alec write a check or put it in a bank account? This is Brad. Well, Eddie's saying he didn't get paid. He wasn't part of this. Yeah. So that null and void after you hear what we said, but yes. Well, that's what his lawyer has said. So, and I, But I guess he's right. If Alec is saying it happened... Is there some sort of record on Alex end saying, hey, here's a check? We don't know. We haven't heard anything of that. Or maybe he was guaranteed something after the insurance money was received. But he said it didn't happen that way. Uh, you know, Eddie's saying it didn't happen. 
Do you have another one? Oh, yeah. Well, something I wanted to point out. So last week there was a fundraiser for Sandy Smith. Uh, people had set up on social media as, as much as social media can be bad. Of course, I've seen a lot of it this week. Um, mm-hmm. You, They've set up a fundraiser to raise money for a grave for Stephen Smith. Um, his mother was an, unable to afford that before. So that really made me happy to see goodness. And we're going to put some details. Well, there are details out there on our Instagram and our Facebook pages about the fundraiser for Stephen Smith's family. That's a Murdoch podcast. That's the Facebook page. So please, if you want to donate, feel free to do that and hit up the podcast and you know, feel free to comment on things that are happening. We want to thank some people too. You uh, have been on a couple of shows there, Fancy Pants. Oh, gosh. She's out of my comfort zone altogether, but um, definitely want to give a shout-out to Tales of the Educated Debutante. She is amazing. Just She's so funny and witty. It's almost It's a, it's a Facebook it, page, right? Uh, yes, and she does these Facebook lives. I've done a few with her. Also, the... Educa- the Ivy League Murders podcast. I did a guest on that, and I've listened to all the rest of their episodes, and they're, it's binge-worthy. I would definitely recommend you go and check that out. Oh, all our Sleuth Group friends, I'm on all of them. I like all of them. Uh, you know, sometimes there are people who don't say the greatest things, and, you know, it's, it's tough to get criticism. Some of it's valid. Some of it's not. We try to take it and do better and... That's all we can really say about it. Yes. Your uh, skin has gotten a lot thicker over the last uh, 15 episodes. I have moments when I'm like, I'm out of this. I'm going back to my stay-at-home mom life. But then, you know, you do hear when people like it, it makes you happy. My son was uh, checking into school late the other day, and the receptionist was like, told him that he listens to my podcast. I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting some credibility with my kids here. (laughs) Your kids. Exactly right. Yes. And it also, you know, bottom line is the more people who listen, the more likely it is that there will be a spotlight on these unsolved murders. Right. And, and, And really, that's my thing is I can't say there should be as much reporting as possible because there are so many victims that are tied to this story that deserve and want justice. Uh, we'll be more organized. We will uh, try to slow down. I talk too fast, people say. Oh, I saw that too, that we talk too fast. Yes. We get excited. We get excited. And Matt, you know, with his job as a radio personality in morning show, he gets up very early, so he's had a lot of caffeine by the time yes. he gets here. <laughs> Sometimes I have. Otherwise, I t- my voice gets raspy. Uh, it's, it's the Matt and Ramona show on 107.9. The Mix in Charlotte, and there you go. Share, rate, follow, all that good stuff. Any questions, reach out, and we will talk to you soon. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins, convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6000 cash, give us each 3000 we give you this. Uh-huh. You go home, and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, And that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com 
or wherever fine podcasts are found. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now.